Hi, I'm Mitch Kasprick, and welcome to Winnipeg Hockey Talk's Random Thoughts for February 13th, the podcast edition. I figured I'd try something different and do an audio version of my random thoughts and uh, have my readers, uh, they can actually read along or listen to it for the first time, but it gives me the opportunity to maybe elaborate more on the thoughts instead of... uh, They're just leaving them as they are. So let's try it and see what happens. Number one is pretty self-explanatory. I usually review the Jets' record over the past week. But uh, they only played one game and they improved their record to 33-19-1. And even though they haven't played (laughs) in a long time, uh, the good news was they didn't really lose a lot of ground uh, in their chase for first place with Dallas. Uh, They're only three points behind them and they have a game in hand. So... Overall, the long break didn't uh, hurt them too bad. Uh, let's move on to number two. You know, the trade deadline is uh, 19 days away. And if you notice uh, on the site, on the, the actual article, at the top of the page, I've uh, listed the Jets' draft picks. And also below that, it's uh, from Cap Friendly. It's uh, their current cap space, the current cap space at the trade deadline. And uh, that that information's fluid because it changes daily. But uh, the point being that the Jets do have uh, draft uh, currency, they have prospect currency, and they have a ton of cap space to actually make a big move if they uh, they, they feel like it. Um, on to number three. Uh, it was kind of funny. Mason Appleton returned against Chicago. His first game back after missing a couple months uh, because of that freaky injury he had in Seattle. And uh, I noticed they they got him. They started him on the fourth line, and uh, I don't know if that's going to be his permanent spot. Everybody pretty well figures he'll go back to his regular spot uh, beside uh, Adam Lowry on the right wing. But I kind of sarcastically said uh, that uh, you know maybe Rick Bonus uh, likes Carson Kuhlman's speed on the right side and his lack of scoring because uh, uh, Carson Kuhlman tries. He tries very hard, but he has a scoring touch of a flea. Uh, he's he's not very good, and uh, I, I foresee him being moved down to the fourth line. Uh, ASCP, we'll see what happens in um, the next game. Number four is just me being a dick. I'm going to file this in the Who Gives a Shit column, but ex-Winnipeg Jets forward Christian Veselainen has signed a one-year contract extension with HIFK in the Finnish Elite League. Um, I guess it's newsworthy as he was an ex-Jet, but I don't foresee him ever playing for the Winnipeg Jets, and I can't even uh, imagine anybody really caring about him. Uh, he didn't work out. It was a wasted first-round pick, but uh, these things do happen. Number five, I say, I hated everything about the All-Star Weekend. Just please make it go away. You know, the truth be told, um, I... I've always enjoyed a couple things in the skills competition, but this one was so over the edge. It just it was just not good. The actual games themselves were fine, but you know what? It's it's a break that the teams kind of don't really need. Um, and I look at the Winnipeg Jets as an example. Their schedule was so brutal in that first half, and then they don't play for eleven days. You make time for the All Star break. It's just, you know, wait, if, if, the, if the NHL wants to have an all-star game, why don't they think about maybe starting the season 
a couple weeks earlier and make the all-star break, uh, fit it in there, but make the schedule a lot more balanced where you're not playing three games in four nights constantly. And like the Jets had streaks where they were playing seven games in 10 days of crap like that. You know, it actually hurts the product. These guys get banged up, injured. Sometimes they're going into back-to-back, back-to-back games. They're tired. And at the ticket prices the NHL charges to watch these guys, it's just not fair to the consumer. We're getting a, a watered-down product, and you're not really seeing teams at their best on, most, on a lot of nights. I mean, in an 82-game schedule, you're not going to get a perfect hockey every night. But making teams play three games in four nights, that's yeah, it, just... Um, it's just not fair, and it's, uh, it's it's tough on these guys. In number six, I point out that uh, Jets winger Axel Johnson-Fialbi um, was placed on waivers to make room for Dylan DeMello, who's coming off the IR. And the, the, the quirky thing about this, this thing is that the Jets don't want to lose Fialbi, but because they claim him off of waivers from Washington... Washington has the first right of refusal, and if they take him back, they don't have to put him on the roster. They can put him back in the American Hockey League to their affiliate. If he clears waivers, then the Jets are free to move him down. And I know the Jets don't want to lose him. He's not the greatest player, but he does skate. He's a hard skater. He skates fast, and he gets on the attack quick, and uh, he's good at puck pressure. So um, he's still a useful player at some point. Uh, it's nice to have that depth in the organization. Um, there's a lot of competition for third and fourth line spots right now. So for him to uh, clear waivers and go to the Manitoba Moose isn't exactly the worst thing that could happen. Number seven, I post that I acquired Pierre-Luc Dubois in one of my fantasy keeper leagues. And, uh, of course, I acquired him when he's cold, hoping he'll get hot. Uh, a lot of times I have bad luck with I love having Jets players on my fantasy rosters, but for me, it seems like I'm a curse to them. As soon as I get them, they slow down, but uh, uh, I hope, uh, I really like PLD, and I hope he starts scoring again for my sake. Number eight is, uh, I list the uh, the CHL rankings, and uh, the Winnipeg Ice, I, I, don't, I don't understand how the work rankings work, because all those teams on the top, there's very, you know, very little between them, and they seem to ping pong between one, two, and three. They can. It's kind of like if you lose a game that week, you might drop down a spot. But the fact of the matter is the Winnipeg Ice are probably the, one of the top, or they are probably the number one ranked team in the WHL, although there is plenty of competition. There are some good teams, Portland, Seattle, whatever. And there's, uh, there's even good teams in their conference. So um, they're good. They're ranked high, but that doesn't mean anything. It's all about the, the puck being dropped on the ice. Um, are they a contender? For sure, but nothing is guaranteed. Number nine is just me being a dick again, but I'm so sick of hearing announcers, coaches, Twitter bitching about the offside challenge. This league has turned into pond hockey anyway, so you know what I say sarcastically? Let them go offside. Let's have 200 or 199 foot stretch passes. It's uh, it's a joke. Um, the offside challenge is a joke. And um, 
especially the one in the All-Star game, they're going like, oh, you have to let it go. Uh, it's just the All-Star game. The fans are here to say, no, it's bullshit. If you're offside, you're offside. Call it. Stop your bitching. Or else let's just play pond hockey. Number 10, um, I got some props for Morgan Barron. I just really like his game and his hustle. Uh, he's actually a better skater than people think. He's fast. He's got good straight-on speed. But he's not the most agile skater. But, man, he uses his big body and his frame in the corner. He, he wins a lot of puck battles. And, uh, you know, he gets those pucks into scoring areas for Lowry and Kuhlman. But right now, those two guys are so cold. And I kind of sarcastically say that uh, they couldn't put the puck in the ocean if they were standing on the shore. But for Kuhlman, I could care about him. Adam Lowry, I love as a player. He's gone 29 games without a goal, uh, but he brings a lot more to the team than, than his goal scoring. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But that's, that was just a point I was making that, you know, like uh, it's more of my, my uh, appreciation for Morgan Barron and uh, what he brings to the team. Number 11 is just the poll question I posted. I'm probably going to let it run most of the season. It was about uh, who do you think is the Jets' most improved defenseman? Well, this is a no-brainer. I mean, Josh Morrissey has gone from what I would consider he was still a very good player, but now he's gone to Norris level, and uh, rightfully so. The, the, the nickname Josh Norrissey is very appropriate. With Kale McCarr being injured, not putting up his monster numbers, he's right there, and I would be shocked if he wasn't a finalist. And if he keeps up, uh, he keeps up his play so the way he's playing this year, him and Rasmus Dahlin are going to be neck and neck for uh, probably winning the award. So uh, good on Josh, but uh, that's just uh, that's just a poll question for you guys to answer. Everybody's actually gotten a couple votes in here, but Josh is the runaway leader for sure. Number twelve is my weekly question for either Rick Bonus. Kevin Sheveldayoff or Mark Chipman? And this question is very basic. I ask, this is for Chevy, are the Jets in on Timo Meyer? Well, the answer is, he, we know that uh, Kevin Sheveldayoff went down to Florida to watch uh, San Jose play on that uh, on their Florida swing. Um, of course, he's interested. Um, and so are a lot of other teams. The reality of it is, though, um, the Jets actually could afford to get him. They have the cap space and the draft currency. Um, it might not be his uh, number one destination, but, uh, you know, we always hear every year when we don't get anybody at the trade deadline and we hear, oh, the Jets are in on this guy, the Jets are in on that guy. So that was just me tongue-in-cheek asking Chevy. Of course they're in. They're going to be in on Jonathan Taves. They're going to be in on Ivan Barbership. They could be in on John Van Riemsdyk. Um there's, I, this, I'll say this. They may not get Timo Meyer at the trade deadline, but for the first time in a lot of years, I definitely believe we're going to get somebody that will have some impact on this team. So that's the good news. Number 13 is my weekly update on the Jets special teams. Um, the special teams have been much better this year than they were last year. Like the Jets' penalty kill is sitting at uh, second in the league at 83%, which is outstanding. But for me, when I watch them kill penalties, 
I'm not really noticing anything different than last year. I think what happened last year was, and, and that's the thing when you do with dealing with percentages, you know, it's based on the full season, but they may have dug themselves into a hole last year early where they got off to a bad start. And then you're ending, you end up fighting that percentage, you know, for the rest of the season. It never catches up. Conversely, this year, the Jets got off to a good start uh, with the penalty kill. The numbers were high. And then after that, you know, you're just basically maintaining. So, uh, yes, it's it's nice. Uh, the power play is frustrating for everybody. They're ranked, uh, you know, I believe the power play is in the middle of the pack. Well, they're at 14, which is pretty, pretty decent. But we all know that uh, this power play should be and could be much better. Uh, they just don't shoot the puck. They cradle it too much. Not enough one-timers. And a lot of the goals they've scored lately have been on two-man advantages. If you don't score on that, then you're really in trouble. But um, that being said, um, I'd rather have a better, better penalty kill. I think a penalty kill is more important than the power play. Uh, you know, taking a bad penalty or the way the officials call these games, the ticky-tacky stuff they call, especially on the road, your penalty kill has to win games for you, and uh, it, it's it, it's much more important. So, uh, so far, so good. Let's just say that. Uh, my last stat that I list is the face-offs, and they've been brutal all year. It's just, uh, I mean, Adam Lowry used to be our best, and he's not even all that great this year. Um, it always seems like we start, you know, we get a two-minute power play, but it's actually like a, a minute and 30-second power play because we lose every draw. Pucks down on the ice, and it takes us 30 seconds to get back in the zone if we do get back in. It's very, very frustrating. Um, for me, face-offs are percentages and that are skewed, too, because it seems like we lose a lot of face-offs on the uh, power play and a lot of face-offs on the penalty kill, which tells me we must be winning a shitload of face-offs in the neutral zone and who gives a shit. Now, actually, anytime you can start with the puck, doesn't matter what zone you're in is important, but uh, what I have noticed is you watch other teams, um, their wingers are a lot more aggressive and help the center on the uh, on the uh, face-off. If you, you know, I've seen, I've seen our guys actually win that draw where the puck is actually on the right side of the dot, and we still don't get possession of it because their wingers beat, you know, beat it too. So, you know, Faceoffs aren't all about the center. It's a it's a team collaboration that we're just not good at right now, and it's very frustrating. Um, the next thing is just basically statistics statistics on the goaltending. Uh, Jets only played one game, so Helly's numbers doesn't even get a bump or anything because he didn't play. So I like to keep track of those. So number fifteen is uh, I do this every week also, and this was tough this week with the only with only the one game. So. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So on the good, I just said, the boys won the only game they played this week, and they, they took care of business, so <laughs> so, so that was good. Uh, the bad, and, uh, you know, I reiterate this week after week, but I sound like a broken record, I know, but the Jets' schedule's been an absolute joke. And what gets worse than having a 9-15 puck drop at a home game? You know, screw Hockey Night in Canada. That, that's brutal. You know, the reason we got that game, like they're throwing us a bone, thank you very much, NHL, or CBC for that matter, um, 
is all the Western teams like Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton all played afternoon games out east. So oh, they threw us a bone. We got the night game. And what was our reward? Oh, we get to go to the game at 9.15 at night. Very nice. Um, the ugly, and I hate harping on this, but I mean, it's a fact. Adam Lowry hasn't scored for, at the time of this writing, was 27 games. So yeah, not good. But uh, like I said, he gets a pass from me any day of the week. Number 16 was actually a comment on uh, Adam Lowry. I mentioned Adam Lowry's 27 goal is, looked like it was going to be over on Saturday night, but the poor guy couldn't even put it in an empty net from 30 feet away. If this guy is not snake bit, I don't know who is. I mean, he was literally 30 feet away, and he missed the net by a couple inches. Um, maybe he's banking them for when it counts like in the playoffs, but right now... Adam Adam could have couldn't couldn't score if his life depended on it, but like I say, he does so many other things well. It's just a matter of time, and uh, you know if you remember him last year, he got on that little run where he scored three or four short-handed goals within a month. Uh, I don't worry about Adam Lowry, and I don't think the coaches do either. You know what you're going to get from him every night, but you know in saying that, he needs secondary scoring. Um, you can't always rely on the top six, and nothing gives and takes the pressure off those top six guys like when your third line chips in. Uh, maybe when Bones comes to his senses and puts uh, Appleton back on uh, Lowry's uh, right wing, maybe they'll get some chemistry going again and start popping in a few goals, but the Jets need some goals from the bottom six. You know, for a team that's, you know, you hear it all the time, oh, the Jets have no trouble scoring, they have this. Man, look at the last dozen games they've played. They've been stuck on a goal for so long in these games. I mean, this team has a, a, a problem of they're not selfish enough. They don't shoot the puck enough. So, uh, you know, they uh, they try to make that perfect play, that pretty play. And when they do, they sure look good. But you know what? We start, we've got to start scoring more. This team should be capable of scoring three, four goals a night. Um and then especially if you get uh, contributions from your bottom six, that's how you're winning games. You score three, four, five goals a night. Um, right now, the Jets, even with the talent they have, because there's no secret around the league. The teams know who to check. They, um, they, don't sc they don't score as much as their talent would suggest they should. So um, Lowry with the 27-game goal is drought doesn't help. I mean, you're hoping, Nick, your third-line center is still considered in today's hockey as a should be an offensive guy, and really Adam is a shutdown guy. I mean, this line will spend a lot of time in the O-zone, um, hemming teams in, and that's nice for time of possession. It doesn't do nothing for the scoreboard, but, uh, you know, in today's game, you, you, need, you need contributions on the score sheet from the third line. Uh, you let your plugs on the fourth line do the checking in that, but uh, yeah, we need uh, we need Adam to pick it up, and uh, I'm sure it'll come. I usually do 20 random thoughts, but this was a short week. The Jets only playing one game. To be honest with you, I was uh, I was struggling to get these ones, and I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't have a lot on my mind. I was still so uh, irritated at their scheduling, not seeing them play for almost 11 days, but. Uh, Next week, we'll be back to 20. But uh, in saying that, I haven't done a podcast for well over two years. Um, I just lost the motivation to do it after my podcast partner, Daryl Manchelenko, passed away. Um, 
I miss him a lot, and I wish he was here to do this with me, but uh, uh, from here on in, uh, it'll just be uh, me, and I might have the odd guest on here or there. But I wanted to dedicate this uh, podcast to my good friend here. I miss you. Uh, See you again next week, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Please leave your comments and uh, let me know if you have any ideas, and I'm I'm glad to incorporate them if they make sense. Thank you.